Joyous, joyful exaltations to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women's Wednesday. I'm Mariama Tanay, your host. Blessed and thankful and grateful to be here this evening with the ones that are listening on the internet and online and calling. I appreciate everyone's presence tonight. Um, This evening's topic The theme for this evening is conscious media, right? The conscious media, and because they're talking about alternative media and alternative news and traditional news, you know, there's a whole new avenue, a lane that's been opened called conscious media. And we're going to look at the who, why, what, when, where, and how of it and how to gather up your creative spirit and move and be a part of this new paradigm. You know, there's there's room for every interpretation, every manifestation, every stage of new of um nuance and uniqueness. There are billions of people in the world with eyes to see and ears to hear, awake and aware, awake and aware ones that are looking and searching for voices to tune into that confirm that innate knowing of truth and sincerity and wisdom and consciousness and openness and willingness to just be and share that. Okay, so I looked in the Bible as we move forward into our praise up session. Let's praise the most high this evening. And um I looked for 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 verses that spoke to the theme, the media and the Bible. So first I found Luke eleven thirty four. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore When thine eye is single, thy whole body is also full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body is also full of darkness. Philippians 4.8 Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Psalm 101, 
3, 4. I will not set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside, and it shall not cleave to me. 1 Thessalonians 5, 22, excuse me, 21, 22. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. 1 Corinthians 15.33 Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. And they sure do. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Okay? Isaiah 52.7 How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. Okay? Matthew 6, 22. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, that I be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Where we started at. But Isaiah 52 touched my heart. 52 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him. Good tidings that publisheth peace. That publisheth peace. That bringeth good tidings of good. That publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. So that's what the consciousness in the spirit of Christ consciousness, of consciousness connected to the Most High, within the holy streams, as I've spoken of, mentioned in the Gospel of the Essenes. The holy streams and how they're a part of us. And therefore, we manifest through frequency, through time, through space. A quote from the Pistis Sophia 132. And now let all matter rejoice. Let all aspire to the light. That the power of the soul, which is in you, may live. See, the power, the power of the soul, which is in you, may live. We each have a gift. I have a homework assignment for the ones. Sit down. When you have a moment, take a moment. Not when you have, take it, because it's for the most high and your own benefit. And meditate on what is my gift, Lord? What is my gift? And be open and receptive to the answer. And meditate on it. And see how you can manifest great works. That saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. 
that you can publish the peace and breeding good tidings of good. Another quote from the Pista Sophia, and Jesus answered Mary saying, ask what you wish and I will reveal it to you openly and without analogy. Overstand. There's nothing comparable to you. We're each unique. Blessed creation. Walking, trotting, skipping, running, <laughs> limping, rolling, crawling, along. Okay, so as we meditate on what our gift is, I'm going to play a song that I found really beautiful. It's by Dawn Tallman. Dawn Tallman. And it's called God.
Yes, Lord. Yes. God. God is waiting for each of us to just open up our gifts and dance around and be joyful in it and just, you know, show everybody, you know, be like a child, right? Right? And so how do we go about displaying it? And so um, even Huffington Post did a whole breakdown of um, getting conscious, even if you don't know it, based on the white paper that they commissioned by Guy TV. Conscious media can be defined as content that uses alternative modes of thinking, integrating spiritual, experiential, and contemplative ideas with methodologies drawn from modern science to explore and understand the human condition and in ways in which the individual can align their spiritual, emotional, and physical beings to live in harmony with themselves, others, and the planet. So the media that merges scientific concepts with spiritual concepts and Eastern thought with Western thought, each tradition reinforces the other, inspires or creates an awakening and expands the spectrum of choice and possible answers to our most pressing concerns. And right now, there is really an explosion of conscious media already underway which is set to accelerate over the next five years as technological and um, sociopolitical conditions align to fuel interest in topics. And at the very core, the conscious media movement, you know, so defining topics of conscious media may include um, the mysteries of the universe, right? Yoga, Qigong and Tai Chi, science, Spirituality, holistic healing, the health of our planet, food and sustainability, sacred activism, right? There has to be other ways that there can be preemptive instead of reactive, proactive stances as far as, you know, sacred activism. Because I really didn't even know about it until they were camped out and protesting and I saw it on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, you know, maybe if things were galvanized prior to and used the technology in a way and the infrastructure built, you know, similar to the ACLU and places like that, but more of them and they can be digitally housed as opposed to physically housed and, you know, coalesce on a digital platform that manifests into a physical movement. Right? We have to be thinking, people. We, we, you know, you're awake and aware, and so you have to act on that awareness. And um, community activism as well. So conscious media has become so pervasive that many people don't even realize that they're being exposed to it. You know, so examples of conscious media in the mainstream include the movie Avatar and um, the Celestine Prophecy, The Power of Now, the last um, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and also the video game Journey. You know, so 
there is a journey. It's, it's, it's a journey of six stages through which typical um, conscious media consumer travels is listed as awake, I'm sorry, excuse me, asleep, awakening, exploration, then your transformation, and then you're awake, and then you become active, right? So those seen as asleep and awaking comprise supposedly, according to this research, 70% of the population asleep and awakening. So many of these individuals are going undergoing some kind of health challenge or life transition or, you know, the end of a relationship or career. And so when people are going through all these different types of things, that's when you search out books and videos and, you know, movies to confirm and to, you know, um, allow you to explore your emotions where you would cry watching the movie where you wouldn't, you know, just sitting there thinking about it sometimes, sometimes, you know, a song will bring it up and, you know, you'll look for those kind of songs to just meditate on whatever's happening that's bringing you whatever emotion that's trying to come to the surface, right? So that's going to look up those kind of things and those things are conscious media and, or, you know, conscious activities. Um, now, you have these people who are awake and conscious activists and truth seekers. And so, you know, these people are out there searching the Internet because that's the lifeline. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discuss all the new media that's going to be coming out in the technology segment. And it, it was just really – it shows the shift that's happening in the paradigm. Um, one of them I'll speak of now is YouTube is now offering um, YouTube TV. You'll have like channels like Sci-Fi and, you know, all these wonderful channels, and it's just $35 a month. There goes Verizon Cable and that $160-something bill. I mean, that alone is massive. Finally, TV made for you. So YouTube, YouTube TV is going to have ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, the CW, ESPN, Fox Sports, NBC Sports, USA, FX, Freeform, Disney, E, ESPN 2 and 3, um, Golf and Nat Geo, Fox News, Sci-Fi, FX, Oxygen, Bravo, MSNBC, add-on Showtime, and some soccer business or whatever, and then there's add-ons. $35. That's how much cable was when I went away to college. (laughs) Down in Virginia at Hampton University. That's where I went as a freshman. But back then, cable was like $24 a month. And that was it. So that's where we're at. So this is the Wild West of a new paradigm. And whoever stakes a claim can really, you know, possibly have a gold mine. And just from a talent that you already possess. Everyone's looking. They're looking for something. And they're going to always be those that look outside themselves before they look in. Or those that never look in at all and just be looking out. 
you know, and there are spaces being made for this. And so conscious media is nothing new. Um, Initiates of the ancient and modern mystery schools have always crafted stories that carry universal truths dressed up in a particular way for a particular time and culture. And that's why you can have such a thing as comparative mythology that are consistent similarities and stories and characters, um, whether they are on weathered templed walls, in spiritual disciplines, in initiatory systems, the Kabbalah, masonry, Mithraism, mystic Christianity, the tarot, alchemy, etc. Those are all forms of conscious media. This um, extent wealth of ancient media does not mean that we do not need new conscious media creators. And so we need them now more than ever these days as things in the real world are changing so fast. And as the emphasis on material goods and gains is shown to be vapid at best and venal at worst, more people are turning inward and upward to find more fulfilling and rewarding ideals and ways of life. Um, Sometimes it's called enlightenment entertainment. Sometimes it's called spiritual media. This current interest in so-called conscious media is a terrific opportunity for you cultural creatives to present your unique versions of the ageless wisdoms and of your own personal wisdoms. And showing how they parallel to the ancient ones, maybe. Or just expressing your unique identifier, putting the imprint of your soul energy power out and into the essence that breathes into you. And so, you know, self-observation is the beginning of higher consciousness awareness. And that's what we're after with conscious media right? Higher conscious awareness. It's more sophisticated than ordinary consciousness because you're developing a higher self that watches your lower self. So this basic tenet of more advanced spiritual disciplines is supposed to get you detached from your body, your emotions, your lower mind, so that you can use all three tools rather than being trapped within them, overseeing so this concept, you know, is shown in, you know, all different types of shows as well, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Highlander, right? I, I loved Highlander. I loved that movie. Um, so higher consciousness is what the mystery schools of every spiritual system have taught across time in all cultures. And it's not only a recognition of the patterns, Right, because if once you start becoming, you know, awake and aware, and you and you start reading about other um, people and their conscious awakenings, or what they manifested as philosophies and theories, and how it, you know, relates to what you're going through at the moment, 
whether it be from someone of your race, you know, of your um, phenotype or your sex, you know, you, 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 you can find a relatable quality. Right. And so, you know, other um, examples of the media is um, the secret that's all based on. And that's another, you know, um, showing of conscious media and what the bleep do we know and the great work and the science of the secret series. So media can serve many purposes. It can be a catharsis for somebody. Someone can watch something that they've experienced themselves and have a breakthrough because of all the commonalities and it being finally displayed before them or getting that reaffirming confirmation, right? It said, um, it's an old, you know, tale that if one person tells you be suspect, but if two tell you it's confirmation, right? So it's catharsis, it's for education, it's to communicate history, You know, the documentation of history is so important. It's so important. Especially now in the time of alternative facts. (laughs) Okay? And just a whole segment just just, um, ratified alternative news. Just, Just, you know, it's just news from different perspectives. And the doors open. And before everything gets all extra Trumpinized, <laughs> you know, stake your claim. Okay? You know, and so it instills strength and values. And it just sometimes is simply to entertain. Necessarily conscious media but you can you can impart consciousness in all those things I just mentioned. So that's why you have the lane. It has the underpinning of consciousness. You know, and so the different ways that um one can express themselves, of course, you know, in the advent of video and um the you know streaming and so many platforms of streaming, and they have so many different you know ways of automating how your platform is distributed. Their networks, you know, like I was listening to um, a podcast, and there's this former entertainment lawyer, and um, he's Haitian, and he started his own podcast network. And um, so, you know, the advertisement, the promotion, the distribution, there's channels where once you make the connections, it can just work for you. And you're doing what you love, playing with your gift, exploring your gift, learning from your gift, being the gift. And, you know, one doesn't have to be perfect, but one can strive for it. Because, you know, the rawness and the flaws are real, and that's what people connect to. 
And sincerity really comes across when you mean it, you know? And so, um, so there are different levels of um, media content and the way that one must prepare you know, in order to manifest anything from themselves, right? So you have to birth a new you. So that's the physical, right? That's the first part. And then you have to be baptized, right? That's the second. So that's the emotional overcoming of whatever roadblocks. And if tears have to be shed, the water must come, right? And you have to push through. And then the next level is illumination, and that's the mental. You have to train your mind to be a person of your word and to make certain things happen by a certain day, a certain time, every week, point blank, period. Even if it's not what you, you know, you can't, you can't over plan and fail. Right, so if you don't even so, it's better to be over prepared than under prepared, and whatever you do, and if it's something that you love to do, you're gonna find so many wonderful ways to show and express, and just let the creativity, you know, and to get with others who have that creative energy, and it's so effective, and seek that out, and then once you, you know, get your mental ready, right. Just like when Jesus fasted for 40 days, what was the first thing he met? Right? The devil. So then you're going to go through some hell. <laughs> you're going to go through some stuff. You're going to have to wade through the negativity. Once you've got your mind right and you're playing together, you have to expect it and know it's coming. You have to face it, right? You, I mean, that's what always happens. Whenever you start shining the brightest, that's when all the muck and mire tries to find you and attaches itself. And then once you break through that, that's the ascension. That's when you rise up inside yourself, right? That's when you grow up. The ascension, you grow up. And then that's when we make this place called hell heaven. You have your own personal heaven on earth. And um, that's based on you know, the five-step initiation systems of most of the mystery schools that I have personally researched and read about. You know, there's always, there's, you know, a five-stage initiation, physical, emotional, mental, hell, and in heaven. Birth, baptism, illumination, crucifixion, and ascension. Sometimes you got to break down to have that breakthrough. You can't be scared of yourself because everything you need is in you. That's what I'm coming into knowing. I'm I'm finally personally getting settled within that that energy of that strength that you know. And and there's a calmness that comes with that. And it's not about you know because I know that the Most High is with me in each step, and that is just such a confidence builder. And it's just and it also applies a softening. 
there's a more relaxed softening to the state to the femininity, especially. Because you know that the most has going to cradle each step of this breakthrough. But you have to just keep trotting. And stick with it and not give up. You know, and see what it do. <laughs> just go on and see what it do, you know. And so you have to have that inner drive, which is the center of motivation, which is the root, which is the um, the root chakra, your sacral, lower solar plexus, the physical body, the earth. You have to be grounded. You know, and so that's why we have to, you know, exercise and, you know, maintain a good, healthy diet so that our mind and our body can all work together and we can have that lightness within so we don't feel dragged down. Positive enthusiasm. You know. So that inner drive is is something that's very important. And so ones need to just look forward. And so if you're thinking in terms of, um, of you know, expressing or writing something in like a screenplay or making your own movies, because people make movies with iPhones now. I mean, Issa Rae started on YouTube, you know, Black and Sexy TV. I love them. I They're my, you know... They wanted to be, they said in the beginning, word sound power, we want to be the black Netflix. And I started with them, you know, when they were on YouTube and then they made their season finale, $1. Right? They had to get you, you know, get you used to putting up some money. So you want to see the season finale and it's like an hour long and everybody paid the $1. Then they had, you know, a movie based on the characters of one of the best, you know, YouTube, you know, shows that they presented. And they made the movie $3. Then they maneuvered and found a network, VHX, which is a platform. Write that down, VHX.com. You know, there's not only just YouTube. VHX, I, I've, I've also watched another popular show called An African City. They, they're dubbed the Black Sex in the City, the African Sex in the City, actually. It's based upon, you know, four um, archetypes of the same females played in the Caucasian Sex in the City. And, um, but they're African who moved to America when they were like 8 and 11 and raised in America and, you know, middle school, high school, elementary school, college, graduate school, America, and decided to move back to Africa and use their skill set there. So they had that African-American aesthetic about them and their own people don't really understand who they are and, you know, fitting in, not even speaking their own language. It's a wonderful show, $20 for a whole season. We have to fund our own talent. We have to appreciate our own talent. You know, when when um, Black and Sexy had that finale, it was $3. Now they're on VHX. I pay five ninety nine a month because I got in early. If you try to do it now, it might be seven ninety nine or whatever. But that was one of, like, the first 100 or whatever. You know, and so, but they are making great things, and they've had deals with um, BET. They've had their shows played on BET as well. They, you know, things get, and all started from camera phones. 
and those ones believing in themselves and manifesting the gift that's in them with lighting and sound and editing and music and acting and makeup and clothes and hair and set design. We have to be able to work in groups and and create teams. And everything can be about our friends. We have to look outside of our own circles and go outside your comfort zone. You know, be willing to, you know, stumble if, if, and just accept that within yourself. I may stumble, but I'm going to walk forward anyway. If you prepare and it doesn't happen, it's great. And if you prepare and it does happen, you're still cool. Well, I figured, you know, I might have stumbled, but, you know, at least I did it, right? So if you're thinking about um, writing or producing a movie or a show, you know, you have the archetypal path of the warriors, you know, the monk, the scientist, the magician, the lover, right? And so you have the soldier, the novice, the student, the apprentice, the devotee, you know, and then you have purpose, purity, process, patterns, and passion, right? Those things, if those are included, the consciousness is there in anything, purity, process, patterns, and passion. Purpose, purity, process, patterns, and passion. Okay? The pattern is the repetitive nature of manifestation of what you present and making it part of your being. There's so many things aligned with us and in this world that's manufacturing an illusion, you know, to keep ones in fear and quiet. But now's not the time. It's time for the sleeping lion to wake up, right? Fully and for real. Time. It needs, like the hunger needs to be ignited in you. You have to meditate with the most high. And figure out what is your gift. And once you figure out what the gift is, then you can manifest the goal. And then once you have the goal, you know, and the most high confirmed it, that's where the inner drive comes from. That's where the inner drive comes from. And... You can't let fear stop anything that you do. It's false evidence appearing real. You have to take the leap. And that's where transformation happens. As your character transforms, a situation transforms. And then your environment transforms. 
That's how it works. You take the leap. Internal leap, external leap, both. And then your character transforms. And then your situation transforms. And then your environment transforms. You have to go through those stages, though. You can't cheat the hustle. The hustle knows. (laughs) It's one thing. You have to put in the grind. And you have to believe in your art. You know, and so there is a geography of creativity, you know, and it's the plane of inspiration, the mental plane, the emotional plane and the physical plane. You know, think of a upside down pyramid and divide it into four levels. Right. You have the plane of inspiration, the top level overshadowing the others is the plane of inspiration. This is the level of ideas, abstract, abstract ideas, concepts, archetypes, archipaths, mythic themes, and the higher ideals of the spiritual systems. And the higher ideals of whatever it is that is your gift, whether it's art or gardening or sewing or designing or speaking, or singing, or dancing, or advising, organizing, displaying, you know, photographing, blogging, vlogging, you know, so then you have the mental plane where the world of ideas um, this is the world where ideas they become at where the, um, where the abstract becomes concrete. With the abstract, that inspiration where it becomes concrete in the mental plane, you plant that seed in your mind. Here, the concept of man being able to fly goes from images, you know, of angels to you know them making a plane and flying. Right. It's about reason and logic and appropriate order, being awake and aware still within the midst of creativity. Reason, logic, and appropriate order. So once you figure out the goal of whatever it is that the Most High said your gift is, right, you you write the list backwards to where you're at. Sometimes that helps. That's the way I do it personally. But I'm different, as we all are. That's just a suggestion. You could just do it from where you're at there. But sometimes the mountain seems too high for me personally. I'd rather just go to the mountain and look down and figure out how to get back. <laughs> Mentally, that is. You know, once you conquer the, you know, the mountain in your mind, nothing can stop you. And especially if you won something in the past whether it was a race, if he was a track star, basketball game, gymnastics, singing, dancing competition. People used to scream out your name in the club when you danced or whatever, you know. Once you know what it feels like to win, you never forget it. You got to wake it back up. All right? 
What did Lauren Hill say? You you can't win if you're not right if you ain't right within. You know, you gotta get right within on the mental plane. And that's where the abstract becomes concrete. And then there's the emotional plane. Emotions are the power factor of manifestation. That's where the power comes. You gotta believe it. You gotta feel it, you know. You got to put it on and walk around in it, immerse yourself in it, shut everybody out for 20 minutes a day, an hour a week, three hours a week, and do you what the Most High puts you to be and do. And record it in some kind of way. Record it for yourself, for your children, right? And for the ones out there that need that gift of you know, I could relate, and you know, that made me feel better. Even if it's just organized and I figured out how to, clean, you know, do my drawers properly. <laughs> and even that you can do in a conscious way. You know, just even the art of feng shui is a different consciousness and the way things are placed based upon the wind and the way in the water, right? And then you have the physical plane. And this is where the fingers meet the keys. This is when you play it out. You know, it's the writing out of the scene on note cards or putting them up on a board. It's physically attending classes. It's printing out the pages of your story or, you know, editing your video, choreographing, doing your to-do list, moving on it, the next steps of selling and after that, you get on to the steps of selling and marketing it. So you have to walk through those planes. Inspiration, emotional, mental, and physical. And search in these different search engines, you know. Because Google is now removing... Um, I don't know if I reported it in the past. <clears throat> Google just recently um, removed naturalnews.com from its index. We're all saying, oh, Google this and Google that. And Google's taking people out. They're calling natural news, quote unquote, alternative media. So that's just opening the lane for. You know, and I would invest in this idea, a conscious Internet engine, search engine. You know, I'm personally going to be attending the Conscious Media Festival. My husband and I are flying out, you know, traveling mercy be upon us um, in the morning to Texas. And um, meeting with distributors of conscious media, creators of conscious media. And learning about the different platforms and the coalitions that are being forged and different techniques and meeting with other awake and aware ones and, you know, networking and learning from and enjoying the company of like-minded souls that want to take their platforms to other platforms. These frequencies, you know, these these waves are made to be ridden. 
We're not supposed to be a static blip, you know, a static blip on the graph. If you're awake and aware, then you're motivated to action. You know, and I really suggest that the ones look up whatever it is and really take a moment, two hours, 20 minutes, with the pen and paper, and look up things having to do with your gift. Because that consciousness, that active participation, and the recognition of it will just open doors. You'll find things you didn't even know existed. Help will appear out of nowhere, just from one step. A good friend of mine told me when I was much younger, a little effort goes a long way. I know that sentence sounds so benign, but there's so much strength in that. There's so much strength in a little bit of effort. And then once you give the effort, you feel good about yourself. So the next time you give more effort and more effort. And the Most High recognizes that. And prepares your path. We cannot get caught up in this delusion of illusion. We have to create our own heaven here while we're here. Individually for our families. And if your children see you being creative and enjoying who you are and expressing your gift. And if your children have gifts and you express theirs. It inspires so many others. And we need inspiration to fight the solution of fear in all ways, shapes, and forms. You know, I want to find more sisters online that are planting and growing things. Where do I find, you know, where do we find? We have to, we have to be the change we want to see. You know, and take pride in our documentation. As it, is, as, as it is a reflection of the most high within you. And it's okay to be specific and be niche. It's better that way. It's better the more unique your, your, your sound, your quality, your transmission is. People want different and want real. And I know the ones listening are these people. I was just looking, praise the most high, at the stats of um, Discipleship Radio and all of our listeners across the world. The world. So I read that, um, I was looking at, you know, the effect of our conscious media here on Discipleship Radio. And um, 80-something percent is from the United States. We have people from Switzerland, like 7%. <laughs> big up Switzerland and big up Canada, okay, and big up London, <laughs> right, and big up South Africa. Somebody from South Africa is listening. <laughs> Yes, praise the most high. You know? So, Discipleship Radio and Woman Wednesday is international. 
St. John's Fridays International. Upper Room of Zion is international. We are affecting ones and ones. And all the ones listening, listening are affecting ones and ones. You know? And we have positive, intellectual, loving, creative, stimulant of consciousness streaming. Each one teach one, each one reach one. Right? Each one teach one. Each one reach one. And so we have to, you know, step out of the Babylon mindset and step up to consciousness and faith. And what's the definition of faith, right? Evidence of things unseen. And it starts with with just an inspiration. Right? Make it concrete in your mind. Deal with your emotional holdbacks and roadblocks. And physically manifest. I'm going to take a music moment. And we're going to come back with the going gnosis. Here is... um, Mecca, Babylon.
Yes, yes. Step out of Babylon mindset and see what it is that you could produce. Now we're going to go forward to the go and gnosis. Go and know what's happening out here in the world. So you can you can pace yourself and place yourself and create a space for yourself. All right, so um, according to Fox News, U.S. marijuana jobs are set to outpace manufacturing jobs. Um, and this is out of um, the White House hinted last week that they may crack down on states that have legalized recreational marijuana. Right. But, but the marijuana industry experts hope a new jobs prediction report might take the target off the legal pot business. According to a report from the Frontier Data, marijuana-related jobs are set to outpace manufacturing jobs in the United States by 2020. The report estimates over the next three years, legalized marijuana will create 300,000 jobs. 300,000 jobs. Colorado was the first state to legalize recreational marijuana in the United States, and the booming business there has created 20,000 jobs, as well as providing a boost to its ancillary businesses. So with the new industry comes all the support services, which is why there's such a huge multiplier effect every time a new cannabis market opens. So that job growth is based on just the 28 states that currently have, mar- that, um, currently have marijuana legalized in some form and not states which may legalize in the coming years. So this is just based on the 28 states. 300,000 jobs and facing all this automation and people uprising from unemployment and, you know, all of this hassle that's going on with the workplace and unions being shut down and limited. And, you know, it's, it's, um, that's the way to create jobs. And so um, Trump signed an executive order on black colleges. And so, you know, I was suspect personally when I heard about this because they never really talked. I had to go to like four or five different locations to figure out what's in the executive order. They just show, you know, it was like a little, you know, two paragraphs. It mentioned that and some kind of water executive order he signed. He likes signing things and taking pictures, and it looks like he's really moving on things. So what this really entails is that they moved the office of of of, of the – um of who handles the historically black colleges and universities from under the Department of Education to the White House. And they're creating a special um, board that reports directly to a senior advisor to the president. So that way um, the information of the priorities and the necessities that's needed by the HBCUs will have an ear to the president and the president can make him vocalize to Congress and to whoever to impart the budget on those things. And it's coming from him himself, as opposed to it coming from the Department of Education and going through all those different channels. So that's what he did. He just moved the Office of Responsibility from the Department of Education to um, the White House um, senior advisory. And so um, this weather that we've been having lately, this has been, for those on the East Coast, it's been a very weird winter. 
We've barely had any snow. You know, um, it's you know in California it was just raining and they had a drought. Something weird's happening. So um, there's been no snow in Chicago, and Chicago is known. It's known as the windy city, and being you know having mountains of snow. And so no snow in Chicago, and this is the first non-white winter for the first time in nearly 150 years. You know, so we have to pray to the heavens to protect us, you know, and that what's going on is not a detriment to our sustainability. It's the first time in 150 years, nearly 150 years, 146 to be exact, that they've had no snow. And they average 40 inches of snow per winter. 40 inches. That's what they average, and they had nothing. Nothing. Something weird this way comes. Okay? So pray and send that energy through the frequency of positivity and love so that we can have a planet that's protected. And, you know, to fight whatever manufactured artificial entity, because that's, that's not natural. 146 years, and they average 40 inches of snow per winter. No snow. Just nothing. And it's in February. And, you know, over here on the East Coast where I live, it's, you know, we've had dustings. Nothing major. Normally, my husband and son have to, you know, shovel the driveway and the walkway and and everything at least five to six times a winter. It was barely anything this year. So send the frequency of love to um, Mother Nature and to the Most High so you could fix this. And fight that with the stream of, you know, positive consciousness about weather. And so this whole thing with this travel ban is taking turns that are really weird and is manifesting. Remember, remember weeks ago I was talking about we have to be careful about this wall that they're building that they want. And, you know, it's not about keeping people out. It's about It, it might be about keeping us in, right? So what's happening now is that there was this big soccer tournament that was happening um, in Texas. And um, 15 players from the Tibetan, Tibet, Tibetan women's soccer team have been refused U.S. visas as guests of the tournament. They were going to play in the tournament. It's a women's, it's an international women's soccer tournament. They're not coming as refugees. They have been. They were refused visas to play soccer at a tournament here in Texas. That's not one of the seven banned countries, Tibet. So you know, again, like I said, a, a lot of this, you know, tomfoolery that's going on in the media circus as they watch, you know, Trump's brow and grimace and speak upon it for 15 minutes by 13 different people, there are other things that are happening. Okay? Um, they've been trying to do, in the sense of all this activism and these mass rallies, that, you know, we have a Republican, I mean, in my lifetime, I've never seen this. And we have a Republican Senate, Congress, all three houses are Republicans. All three. So it's just like a free reign 
for them to just pass is, you know, try to pass as much craziness as they want without us looking and paying attention. So now people are really paying attention. They're afraid to do their like town halls. They're not showing up. They want to do teletown halls now through a screen because, you know, they're afraid for their safety from their, you know, from their constituents. And so they're running and trying to pass these laws. Minnesota tried and another, I think it was in Utah, Utah failed, but, but Minnesota passed where they made it illegal. Well, not the whole state, just in the first stage of passing it passed where they want to make it illegal now to protest. And that any damages that get incurred from you being a part of a protest come out of your pocket. They'll take your home away. That was part of the legislation. If you own a home, they will take your home. And you will be and you will incur part of the of the cost of whatever the riot, the melee, whatever that transpired that they say transpired during said protest. You would be financially responsible for. And so um we have to pay attention to the laws that are being passed and the wording of it. I mean, when, you know, if ones do vote and you go into the voting booth, what's happening in your town, in your area? Because, I mean, the supposed land of the free and home of the brave and, you know, freedom of speech wants to take away our right to protest and, and, and to make it a financial debt for being caught participating. In protest. That's what they're trying to pass. And several states throughout the United States look it up. And so on some good news, as, as, as far as the First Amendment is concerned, the appeals court um, gives the, the appeals court ruled that gives the, gives the public the right to video the police. Remember when all those people were getting killed by the police, you know, that were videotaped? And, um, there was a rash of all the people that actually videotaped the cops were arrested that, you know, shot these people. Um, the person that videotaped it and put it on social media was arrested. And lots of times I read in the past, they lost their jobs. They've lost their homes. They became bankrupt because they were um, preyed upon for being the one that videotaped the police or whatever entity, you know, was doing those atrocities, but, you know, specifically the police. They were harassed. And I was wondering, well, why are they arresting the people taking the video? We, we should have the right. We have, you know, the cameras, and we see what, what's going on. That's clear, you know, especially if you're live streaming. You can't edit the live feed. So the appeals court upheld the First Amendment in Fort Worth, Texas. And that was where that um, picture that went viral of the police officer sitting on top of the black girl on her front lawn when she was having a pool party at her house. And he tackled her down, that young woman, like 16 years old. And um, so we have the right to videotape the police as things are going down. So have your cameras ready. And so, in other news, the U.S. approves three different types of genetically engineered potatoes. This is coming out of Boise, Idaho. Idaho potatoes. Ones. <laughs> and I really like potatoes. I like the fingerlings. I like the, you know, I like to roast them. 
everything. I like to mash them with salt fish and make codfish, you know, codfish balls and all that kind of good stuff. Man, genetically, three different types of genetically engineered potatoes. Engineered to resist the pathogen that caused the Irish potato famine. We're, you know, it doesn't make any sense. The company said the potatoes contain only potato genes that are resistant to the light, to the late blight that the disease caused the Irish potato famine. And it comes from the Argentine variety of potato that naturally produces a defense, but it's still genetically modified. The Argentine, you know, potato, and they, it's, it's, this is, this is too much. And then they just had on the news, you know, I hope one's listening and not still eating fast food. Subway chicken sandwiches were found to have only 42% chicken DNA. I was like, what? I mean, I don't eat that stuff, but what's the 42% chicken DNA? The highest one that had the most chicken DNA was the Wendy's chicken sandwich. They had 82% chicken DNA. Okay. I think McDonald's had um, like 76% chicken DNA. The other part was soy protein and whatever the little special processes. Forty-two percent. Those chicken strips on the commercial look like real chicken, right? You think that's grilled chicken and it was cut up? Forty-two percent chicken DNA. And three different types of genetically engineered potatoes. So really pay attention to what we bring home and feed our loved ones, because that is. Ridiculous. And so, um, in international news, because like I said, whatever happens over in Europe usually trickles down over here, and they move as one. We've been moving as one for a long time. It was no um, coincidence that um, Tony Blair was, you know, such good friends with um, George Bush II. You know, and so French over in France, because they um, they're having elections and they have a blonde headed woman who is running for president, who, like I said, for some reason, all the ones that are running for president over in Europe, they all have the bright, bright blonde hair, you know, and they all kind of look like Trump, (laughs) male and female, big heads of blonde hair. And so um one of the far-right leader said that citizens with dual nationalities from non-European countries will have to choose one or the other. You know, so she was quizzed on whether she would include Israel within that rule. And she said, her name is Le Pen, said that those do not choose France nationally, see, closing down the borders, will not be necessarily be forced to leave. You know, she previously called for for um, Jewish people to stop wearing their kippahs in public. So they're really trying to go back to the 1940s up in here, 1942, 1947. Not to wear the yarmulke in public. Taking away dual citizenship. What if Trump starts talking that mess over here? This is a national platform, and they're making a global movement. This is not happenstance and circumstance. 
This is a plan in motion. You know? The thing is spinning and we're sitting on it. And so we have to figure out how to place ourselves so we don't, you know, get lost up in this. And um, that's what's going on in the going gnosis. And so we need to just pay attention to what's happening globally so we can prepare ourselves instinctually so that we know what moves we are making a blessing the most high's name. So right now I'm going to play Judy Mowat, Strengths to Go Through.
Blessings. And we're back with technology. Let's find out what's happening in the tech area and utilize the knowledge to help our life be easier. So right now, the best comprehensive home security system is Front Point Home Security System. If you're not technically savvy, but still want a full-fledged, customized home security system, again, that's Front Point, Front Point Home Security System. It will keep your family and your home safe from intruders. Um, it's the only... It, it has a great list of features. It's it's a really great option. I mean, it has twenty. It has optional twenty four seven monitoring service. Um, so you have direct access to the police and the fire department from your panel, and that's a really easy way to go. Um, the number one best smartphone home security system from your phone securing your home is the Scout Alarm home security system. And so um, it's simpler to set up because you set it up through your phone. And unlike FrontPoint, it uses both cell phone signal from the central base station and Wi-Fi to protect your home. And Scout is 100% online operation with no monthly fees, no contracts, and no hidden costs other than the price just to set it up. Again, it's no monthly fees, (laughs) no contracts, no hidden costs other than the price to set it up. That's Scout. That's the best smartphone home security system. The best all-in-one home security system is the Piper NV home security system. It's the all-in-one option. You know, um, it has camera features, a number of extra sensors, 3.4 megapixel night vision enabled camera, including motion, noise, temperature, humidity, and light sensors. And that all tell you the current status of your home. NV, N like Nancy, V like Victory, home security system. And that's the best all-in-one. So you can check those out to protect your family and your businesses and your valuables. Um, Also moving on in technology, Las Vegas is now opening their first um, eSports arena. And it's going to be 15,000 square foot. Full featured with all the glitz and glamour of a professional arena. And this is just for esports, for video games. You know, they, um, I remember years ago, I know him as Vivica, not Vivica Fox. Um, what was the woman that was the, um, Vanessa Williams. There you go with the V. Vanessa Williams' ex husband, he was a basketball player for the ones. Um, Rick Fox, he went into acting. Years ago, maybe he was, you know, ahead of his time. About 10 years ago, he purchased and sponsored, well, not, you know, not, um, well, purchased, sponsored the same thing, an esports team over in Asia. And, you know, he, he gave those boys a $1 million contract, and that was unheard of at the time. But they went on to glory in international esports fame. And you don't see him acting too much now to get his coin, to get his shekels. <laughs> You know, so this eSports, so this is um, really coveted by the millennials, the 15 to 34-year-olds. And so um, if you go to um, Las Vegas, you could check out the eSports arena. Can you imagine? The, people are sitting there watching on these big screens, people playing. They're so into these video games, just like it was a Knicks game or a Lakers game, you know. And so 
if your child's gifted, right? <laughs> so, I mean, people can actually make a living. It's a, it's, it's a sport, esports. And so, um, like I mentioned earlier, YouTube would now let you stream cable channels live. Cable channels live for $35 a month. You know, and that's a great lineup of channels if that's your thing. You know, I know my husband likes sci-fi and those kind of things and all the, you know, you get three, four different types of ESPN. And so that's all running out of these boxes and these smart televisions. And there's so many different types of boxes now. There's like very, there's not just Roku, Apple, you know, Android and Firefox. Um for the geeks and nerds out there, what's up? You know, you have Android boxes, and there are hundreds, not thousands, of different kinds of Android boxes that have different kinds of functionality and hidden underground stuff. <laughs> You're able to see, you know, the movies that are playing in theater in your home and things of of that nature, you know, with those different types of um, Android boxes that are out there, you know. So, um, but those, all of those boxes still include YouTube. So that's so again back on our theme of conscious media. You know, if you just have a YouTube channel, you know, it's going international. It just is what it is now. That's the world we live in. You know, so stand up. And also in technology, MIT, um, they have a startup, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Some um, students from there have a startup called Sistine Solar, and they've made camouflage solar panels that will match any roof. Okay? They created solar panel systems that be cut, that um that um, can be customized to visually match a shingled rooftop and add the advertising marketing. People are going to be selling ad space on their solar panel roofs <laughs> so that people fly over, overstand. I mean, capitalism at its best. Forget wrapping your car. You can wrap your roof and get solar-powered electricity. So the secret is a proprietary solar skin embedded in the panel that reflects back an image while still letting light through to the photovoltaic cells below. So the solar system, rather the system solars um, customization currently taxed on an additional 10% to the cost of the solar panel system. But that's just, I mean, you'll make that back having the electricity. And also, if you wanted to, to rent out your space, but just from an aesthetic standpoint, you know, um, you don't have to have that look of that, you know, of the solar panels with the black panels on your roof. It can match the shingles on your roof and blend in perfectly. I'm looking at pictures of it now. It, you know, it just blends in to whatever roof it's on. It's really great. So, again, um, and also... For investment purposes, just to put, you know, <laughs> I'm always looking out for that. The startup is called Sistine Solar, S-I-S-T-I-N Solar. Okay, check that out. And um, Telsa has partnered with Panasonic, and um, Toyota also did it with their Prius Prime. They now unveiled they have 180-watt solar roofs on the car. So now even cars are going to have solar roofs. And this is an option in the Prius Prime in the 2017. In the car that's out right now, the Prius Prime 2017, you can get the option with the solar roof on your car. Okay? 
That's the world we're living in. And so now Telsa is working with Panasonic to have their own solar roof on their cars. And um, now they have, I was in Brookstone the other day, and I thought about purchasing one of these for my basement, um, the projector streams. There are, it's a box. You know, it's the size of um, who maybe a little bit bigger, and it's a projector. And the, and the quality of the projection is better than the television. Okay? And then you get to have a screen of up to 80 inches. You know? So um, no matter how large a television that you get, you can't quite match the experience of a cinema-quality projector. And so um, they have one called the Apetech i70 Pico projector. That one's 289, but I saw them in um, Brookstone for cheaper for like 149, 129, you know, one something, 189. But the casting image is up to 80 inches, and it comes and it can display images from your computer via HDMI, but it also can display images from Wi-Fi and AirPlay and um, Android Miracast. So you can um, project movies and, and, you know, video, whatever, from your phone onto an 80-inch display in, you know, high-quality resolution. So that's something to look into is that's the next thing in tech, you know, on the portable projector streams. They're portable because they're small, you know, but I was thinking about it from my basement as opposed to, um, another flat screen and, you know, my sons could play video games down there and that'd be a great experience, you know, cause I know in Brookstone they had different, um, inches. So they had like a 50 inch, they had, you know, um, a 60 something inch and they also had the one that went up to 80, you know, so that's something to look into again, the portable projector streams. And, um, for those ones that are interested in, um, you know, coding and computing, they've come out with a new Raspberry Pi Zero W. It's a new single board computer that has Wi-Fi and Bluetooth 4.0, and it only costs $10. $10, look it up. Raspberry Pi Zero W. You know, that's, um, for those ones, my son has a YouTube channel. It's called Zephx Plays, Z-E-P-H-X-P-L-A-Y-Z. Um, and he built his own computer. Um, he put it together, and the computer that he used was a Raspberry Pi computer. It was Raspberry Pi 2. He just got the 3, and we're going to do um updated video with him accessing and putting together, putting together the Raspberry Pi 3. But now they have the Raspberry Pi 0 W, and, so, and for $10. And so they, they, they use these across the world especially in undeveloped nations, so that they can have computer access and those children can use it as well. But we can also access for our own children here in America, you know. And so the best part is that um, is that the Raspberry Zero, the Raspberry Pi Zero W will cost $10, and that's $5 more than the Pi Zero, which doesn't offer the same wireless connectivity. And so um, it has 512 megabits of RAM. This is for $10. So it's available through a number of third-party sellers that work with the Raspberry Pi Foundation. So it's just actually the chipboard. You can, you know, 
research and get your own hardware to put it inside, but you can still connect your um, everything to it and make the computer work. You have 512 megabytes of RAM, Bluetooth 4.0, um, and it has video and reset headers and camera connect a camera connector, ten dollars. You can get this at um, Adafruit, A D A F U R I T, um, Kana Kit, C A N A K I T. Um, the one that my son has is a Kano Kit, K A N O Kit, um, Pimo Roni, P I M O R O N I, two words, and they are primarily global distributors. And, you know, um, purchases in, in the United States can also get them through the micro center. Just type in micro center and you'll find these things as well. And um, in the U.K., for our U.K. listeners, it's at Mod, My Pie, M-O-D-M-Y-P-I. And in Germany, you can type in P-I-3-G and it should come up for you. And that is the Raspberry Pi Zero W, $10.00. And it has um, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, camera connectivity. Okay? <laughs> get ready because the future's here. Right? Get ready, get ready, get ready. So the Raspberry Pi, um, they're shifting away from hardware because they want creatives to be creative. Because you can make this computer and connect it to other Raspberry Pis and, you know, do all kinds of things. Creativity, you know, is, is just your only limitation. Um and so definitely check that out. And now um, on a very interesting front, because we purchased a pre-owned car. Um, one of my cars is a Prius. And when I got the car and, you know, I wanted to connect my phone, I saw three other people's names and phones already programmed in. And I, I couldn't figure out how to delete those phones' connectivity to my car. Right, so we had to call Prius and handle that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now, what's happening is that connected homes and cars um, buyers are finding it able difficult to be able to unplug. So, um, I mean, yes, you can run your home, you know, but I mean, when you're running your home from your smartphone, you're the only one that's purchasing that equipment. But if you get rid of that equipment and sell it on eBay or Craigslist or something like that, you have to call the manufacturer and figure out how to, you know, because it's more than just a reset button. From what I understand, they have to do it from their end as well. And so um, digital car ownership is not ending, right? Because people don't know to, you know, call the manufacturer to have the car actually reset. So that the person that had your car before you, you know, with these new, you know, with these new cars, all these smart cars, um, their information is still embedded in the car at that at that um car lot. <laughs> I found that when I got mine home. You know, so then they're able to log into the car and access the features. You know, so that's something to look into if you have one of these newfangled. Um, Smart cars. And so on some good technology news, they have made a Braille smartwatch. Yes, I mean, you could please look this up. And the little dots come up and down, and you're able, the, the, the person that is, you know, sight impaired is able to use their fingertips, and the Braille pops up and down and gives them information 
from their smartwatch. I think that's a wonderful use of technology, and it looks really cool with all the little bumps coming up and down. And it even has, and so it it has, um, it lets the users feel the time, text. You can text, and they can read the text in Braille, and GPS directions. So they can use their watch as opposed to, I guess, a stick or something, you know, and get GPS directions touching their arm where their smartwatch is. So now we have Braille smartwatches. And so um, that was made by a South Korean company, and it's called DOT, D-O-T, the DOT smartwatch. And it can connect to a smartphone via Bluetooth, and it has a touch display where rising and falling dots spell out words in Braille. And so they can receive text from any app, service, or their smartphone and have it translated into Braille on their DOT smartwatch. So that's wonderful, Dot. If ones have family members that are sight impaired, you know, you can check that out, D-O-T. And it's really cool looking, too. You know, so um, that's good. So now we're going to take another music moment, and I'm going to play Lady Flame. Thank you, Mama. Working mothers out there, big up on ourselves. Na na na, working hard. Yes, we know you got your job. Nobody make them come distract you from your PhD. Keep your faith in the one and only God. Them bad mind you true, them living in a misery. Party hours closer that you are work all week. You get up in a real cold and hundred and degree. They send your picnic them at school and to fill them belly. And it hurts me all over them around this thing. Against the wall, and it don't 
Yes, yes. Praise, praise the Most High for all the mothers out there, all the mothers that give the wisdom, the wise ones, that give the love and the nourishment and the support and the standard and set the way, right? That memory of a mother's love and sacrifice and kindness. And in particular, I want to thank my mother for all the kindness and sacrifice she's done for me, especially in terms of um, making it important for um me to use herbs and natural remedies and healing myself and my family and just planting that seed as a child. You know, take this tea, you know, chop up these roots, boil this down, put it in the pressure cooker, strain it, drink the broth, you know, and stuff, and to just take it to another level and, you know, from the grandmother, you know, slice the onion and put it in the sock to draw out the fever, right? Put a penny on the chest, on the forehead, all that stuff, you know, it means something and it works, right? So I um, was reading an article from this um, Asian um, woman that, you know, this Chinese-American specifically, um, and named Clarissa Wei, and um, she was talking about how now, you know, all these Chinese herbs are now becoming, you know, so so trendy, and that this is what she was raised up in her house with, the, like the mainstays, you know. So irregardless of what's trendy, she wanted to tell what was the truth of the truth of what Chinese herbs are like the the mainstays. And so one is um, Job's Tears, also known as Chinese Pearl Barley, right? Job's Tears help to fight inflammation and are good for the skin. You can cook it, exfoliate with it, and then use it as a mask, okay? So Job's Tears are grown in the States and you can find organic versions online. Another one is goji berries. So organic goji berries is a very effective product, and it grows in Southern California. So if you're looking for it online, you want to get it from a company that's based there, right? You know, um, It's a powerful antioxidant, and the berry can be steeped into tea or tossed in just about any dish. And um, jujube, often used as a sleeping aid, um, and thought to help with weight control, dried jujubes are often steeped into teas and is also used in soups, right? And then you have hibiscus. Dried hibiscus is very rich in vitamin C and as good as drinking it as a tea. It's a little sour, so you just want to add a little bit of honey to hibiscus. But um, I don't find it. I, I like teas that are a little tart, personally. I feel like, you know, like the bitters, you know, just doing some good for your body. And it is. It's rich in vitamin C. So you just add a little honey. And then you have rose. And rose for women with um, irregular periods, you know, if your periods aren't, like, staying, like, the, if it usually comes five days and it's sometimes it's doing it three days and, you know, 
all these kind of issues. It's not coming every 28 or every 30. It's coming, you know, every 40-something or whatever. Um, they recommend dried rose petals. And for most people, the whole dried rose buds for those who want a stronger dose. You know, rosebud tea, so rose. And then um, last but not least, of course, ginseng, and in particular, American ginseng, because it's grown in the U.S., and it has um, more or less the same benefits as the cordyceps, as natural cordyceps. It's an immune system booster, and it helps you with energy, and it's good for circulation, and it's really good paired with lemon. You know, but that's just my taste buds, you know, like a little tartness, a little bitterness. Um and so for the eyes, because I've looked into this because I don't want to have to get, I have reading glasses, but I don't want to have to get a stronger prescription. I have, you know, the iPad, whatever, with the retina business and, you know, this LCD screen for the computer and, you know, your phone has some kind of retina and, you know, the brightness levels and how it affects your eyes. And we're always looking at screens now as opposed to nature, you know, so I was looking at what kind of herbs I could take to help me with my eyes. And so bilberry extract is an excellent antioxidant for the eyes. And um, and so bilberry was used for dysentery and diarrhea because it has astringent qualities. And it also been observed to minimize inflammation association um, associated with conditions like mouth ulcers and sore throats. So it's good for your mouth. And hemorrhoids too and varicose veins. And so um, they find out um, they found out during World War II that the herb was noted by the British fighter, plot, fighter pilots that bilberry, they included bilberry in their diet, and, and, and um, it resulted in improved night vision. Okay, so the bilberry got, you know, got the extra stuff night vision going on, okay? And, you know, with all this brightness of these screens, you know, that's a excellent, you know, counter way to, like, counteract that effect and um and so subsequent research isolated a pigment um called anthocyanoside which enhances the microcirculation throughout the body and so it's particularly noticeable in the delicate blood vessels supplying the retina of the eye so bilberry plays an important role in enhancing and maintaining eye health especially in the elderly you know, so for grandma and grandpa, you want to get them some bilberries, some bilberry tea. So it's useful for improving eye health. That's very, um, you know, and night blindness and cataracts and other eye diseases. And, you know, and it helps to prevent age-related ocular disorders, you know, the eyes. And so bilberry extract. And um, my niece, you know, a lot of my nieces and nephews, I have a lot of older brothers and sisters, and a lot of my nieces and nephews, shout out to the ones listening, and to my great nieces and nephews, um, they're like close to me in age, they're more like sisters, and so one of them told me about Moringa, and how she planted it in her backyard, and so I, you know, she's like, you know, was really raving about it, so I wanted to um, check that out, and it really is um, a great plant. And my and my sister told me about the moringa as well. I mean, both of them at the same time. So you know, when one person tells you, right, and two people tell you, it's confirmation. So it was definitely confirmed. And so um, it's really packed in antioxidants, and they're loaded with numerous nutrients and protein and calcium and beta carotene and vitamin C and potassium. 
and it's a concentrated source of vitamin A. And so it's given to thousands of children in third world countries every year suffering from life-threatening vitamin A deficiency, which is um, linked to impaired immune function, you know. And um, it's been shown that every part of the Moringa plant can be utilized in some way to make a potent antioxidant tea um, or produce an oily substance that lubricates and nourishes the skin. So it's an easy-to-grow tropical plant. It's native to the Himalayan mountains and parts of India and Africa, and it has over 90 protective compounds, 90 protective compounds, you know. And so, uh, I mean, when I heard about it, you know, I I give my son's teas all the time, you know, and then I make my teas into iced teas as, as, as opposed to buying juice. Sometimes I do buy the juice and I mix the juice in with the tea, you know, like Snapples and stuff like that, but I have it homemade. And... I do it with Moringa tea, you know. I give him that in the morning. Well, actually, I give my son um, Moringa in the afternoon, my younger son, with his lunch and with his breakfast. He has the ginkgo bibola for his brain, you know. Give them, you know, give them the herbs in the morning. Get the brain going, okay, you know. And so um, Moringa is really, really, really a wonderful plant, and it has so many different um, benefits. For your body, six proven benefits of Moringa is it's um, a high provider of antioxidants and it's anti-inflammatory. It balances the hormones and it slows down the effects of aging. This is proven. It helps improve the digestive health. It balances blood sugar levels, so it helps to fight diabetes. It protects and nourishes the skin, right? And it helps stabilize your mood and protects brain health. We have to keep in terms of protecting the brain health. We have to nourish, you know, those vessels and get those synapses popping and, and you know, instead of locking, right? Um, another herb I wanted to speak on was passion flower. And I found it interesting because it's kind of like, I, you know, a, a wordplay because it's called passion flower. And it has benefits for anxiety, right? So it helps to modulate your mood and stem the anxiety, you know, help to, you know, take hold of your passions and rein it in a little bit and just, you know, balance it out so it's not too extreme, right? You can't be over-righteous or over-wicked, right? And so, um, so passion flower, um, helps, you know, relieve stress and, um, anxiety and nervousness. And so, they have supplements made from um, passion flower extract. It's called PF300. So if you ever come across, you can just type it in and look it up yourself, PF300 supplements. That's the passion flower. So the concentrated extract in that, that's present in the supplement gives a mild, relaxing sedative effect that does not cause excessive sedation or mental dysfunction or anything like that. It just... Um, the extracts affects the body by increasing the level of the gamma amino bitric acid, the GABA rays, I mean, the GABA levels in your body, and it's an important neurotransmitter in the brain. And so it relaxes the user by lowering the activity of some of his or her brain cells. So if you find, you know, you're like hyperactive or something like that, you know, that might be able to help in um, low dosages. Check it out for yourself. Passion flower. And, um, you know, that helps 
to ease anxiety. And um, there's a plant that can help you stop having memory loss. Remember we talked about rosemary last week or the week before. Rosemary increases your memory by 75%. Isn't that dope? Ah, that's, 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 that's just so crazy. 75%. I still can't get over that. So um, no more joint pain, memory loss, or headaches, right? Bay leaves, you know? And we cook with them every now and then. We throw, you know, we like throw a dried leaf in there, you know? But bay leaves actually calms the nervous system, strengthens the immune system. It reduces the colon, which is important. You know, people stretch out their colon. Right, by having too much impact, whatever, and all of that stuff. So it helps to reduce the colon. It increases and stimulates the sweating process. And you have to sweat. I mean, not, you know, excessively. If you already have a sweating problem, then I do not recommend this. <laughs> you know, but for those ones that really break it, you have to get rid of those, and you know, those um, toxins out of your body. You know, that's why it's good to steam and take baths every so often to help open up your pores. And release everything that's, you know, it's it's important to sweat. You know, that's why it's, it's, it's important to exercise until you sweat, you know. Um, but it helps to increase and stimulate that. So if you are, you know, working out and things like that, that'd be something to help to, you know, help get the water weight off as well. And um, it's used for joint pain. And it also treats varicose veins. And it increases mental activity. Okay. Who knew bay leaves help increase mental activity in general, it says, in general, in general. So the preparation is you grind the leaves with a mortar, right? And you crush them until they release a light oil. So the leaves must be dry leaves, right? And then you crush them until they release it like, you know, a light oil. And then when they're well crushed, you introduce a little bit of oil at a time. And then you put them in an airtight container and cover it with olive oil. And you let it, you know, you cover it and let it macerate for two weeks in a cool, dry place. And after that time, the leaves must be changed and new ones so that the aroma intensifies during the same procedure. You cover it and leave it for two more, two more weeks. Then you do a process called gluing the oil. And that's when you get a piece of cotton cloth and you put it in there um, and you keep wringing it out, so you get all of just the oil out. Of course, you take out all the leaves, but you just make it more thick. It's called the gluing, gluing of the oil. And to retain as little oil as possible in the cotton cloth. And then you um, you can even, you know, heat it lightly on a fire, right? And, you know, put it in a container. And you can rub this oil on your affected joints. You have your own bay oil. It's called laurel oil. You know, for the old school ones, L-A-U-R-E-L, laurel oil is made from bay, bay leaves. And it's also used for ear aches and migraines, and you're supposed to rub it on your joints. For severe headaches, rub the oil into your temples, and it will quickly disappear. You can replace it with aspirin, okay, because laurel oil reduces the rise in body temperature. So it's good for a fever and for a headache. And it also helps to improve the appetite. So if you was to put that into pills, they have those um, capsules. And then one of my brothers, he makes his own capsules. He gets it off of Amazon or eBay. He he got the little capsule maker. He makes like 70 or 100 capsules of his own dried whatever that he made. Because then he knows it's pure. He got the organic stuff, took the little time, 
you know, put the stuff in the slow cooker or whatever you have to do and make your capsules once a month or, you know, once for two, three months. It's possible, you know. Um, and it can also be used as a lotion, the oil, to help solve skin problems on the face. And it's very effective against pimples and acne. That's laurel oil, you know. So that's something to think about. And, you know, when the next time you're making some chicken and you see that bay leaf, you can see what the bay leaf really could do, right? And um, speaking of making, you know, oil in your pressure cooker, you know, I wanted to try this, and I found another um, great remedy, you know. I'm into making, you know, um, homemade things. And you can infuse, you know, different body oils, and you can even use your own homegrown herbs or flowers to make your own, you know, healing oil. And you would use, um, like, you know, a crock pot, you know, um, or, you know, inside of a big pot with, like, you can even make natural hair serums, you know. So you would use one, um, a half cup of virgin cold-pressed coconut oil, a half a cup of virgin cold-pressed olive oil, and a half a cup of herbs like rose, lavender, sage, rosemary, and calendula. And you would loosely pack it into a clean 8-ounce jar with the herbs of your choice until they're about halfway full. And um, smell the mixture before you add the oil to make sure that you like the combination of scents. And then you want to add both the oils to the jar and cap it and make sure it's screwed tightly and shake it gently. And you want to fill a slow cooker roughly halfway filled with water, and you place the jar in the water bath. And um, alternately add water to the oven-safe pot and place the jar inside. And the water level should be under the mouth of the jar. And you cook it in the slow cooker on low heat, um, 150 degrees, for two to four hours. And you could check it every hour by removing it from the water bath, unscrewing the lid and smelling it. And once ready, you'll be able to smell all of the herbs in your mix. And the herbs should look slightly cooked, if, but not brown. And then let the oil sit overnight before you strain it. And you strain it using a mesh strainer or a cheesecloth to make sure to squeeze out the herbs. And this is where the most potent oil is, you know, in the herbs. And the compost, and, like, and then like the compost, the leftover plant matter, you can add it to your bath, you know. And the strained oil will last about three months. Okay, so this is so this is a favorite. So this can be made into a fragrant body oil. You know, but also that's fused with healing properties, you know, for your joints and whatever pains and things like that that you have. And it's good to have that knowledge and to um, pass it on to our children. So that was the herbnology. I'm going to take a music moment with Georgia Ann Muldrew, Never in Vain. See the beauty 
Even in that smoke's dark haze And when I feel worthy to receive The universe opens up to me I'm a wide open vessel You love expressing I'll never live a day in vain And when I feel worthy to receive The universe opens up to me I'm a wide open vessel You love expressing I'll never live a day Day in day, yeah. Holy is my mother, she anoints my head with soil. I walk upon her bounty as the world rolls shall uncoil. Precious be my father. Stand warm in his rays. His son, it is the sunrise. His gift to us is day. And when I feel worthy to receive, the universe opens up to me. I'm a wide open vessel. True love expressing, I'll never live a day in vain. And when I feel worthy to receive, the universe opens up. I'm a wide open vessel. You love expressing. I'll never live a day in Yes, never a day in vain, okay? Never live a day in vain. It's a blessing to be breathing and receiving God's glory in the form of life and love and consciousness, right? And being part of that great stream that leads to the most high and aligning ourselves with that frequency and opening up that gift and seeing what it do. What does it do? 
right? So now we approach the metaphysics of the moment. And as I started off this evening, I referenced um, in the Bible, Luke. And just before I get to Luke, I just wanted to reiterate, because it really touched my heart, the quote from Pistis Sophia 132. And now let all matter rejoice. And now let all matter rejoice. Let all aspire to the light. Let all aspire to the light. That the power of the soul which is in you may live. That the power of the soul which is in you may live. Right? And we can't forget the steps, you know, the inspirational plane, the emotional plane, the mental plane, and the physical plane. The steps needed to move forward. And so... Luke, um, which in Greek means luminous, light-giving, enlightening, instructing. A Christian who traveled much with Paul in his ministry, Luke is called a physician and is thought to be the writer of the Gospel of Luke. Luke means luminous, light-giving. All aspire to the light. Light Light-giving. When one ceases to cling to material things, the luminous state of mind becomes abiding. That's when it becomes abiding. After the worldly ideas have disappeared, the overcomer finds the one luminous presence left with him. And it is then that new mental qualities come to take the place of old ideas that were dropped. Okay? After the worldly ideas have disappeared after the worldly ideals have disappeared the overcomer overstand finds the one luminous presence left with him it is the new mental qualities it is then that the new mental qualities come place of the old ones that were dropped mark the shining one is called after Titus, whose name means fate has been sent away. One who learns the divine law is not subject to fate. (laughs) Right? He makes his own destiny by the use of the law. Okay? In Colossians 4.14, Paul refers to Luke as the beloved physician. Metaphysically, this would indicate that Luke belongs especially to that phase of the intelligence that has to do with keeping the body well. Remember we talked about the metaphysics of the gut, and that's where the emotions sit, where the manifestation sits, right? You have to keep your body well. As a missionary, Luke carries the healing message to all parts of the body. Paul and Luke working together symbolize the coverted will and spiritual illumination united in presenting the healing ministry of Jesus Christ to the entire being. To the entire being. Praise the Most High for our temples that we walk and talk with and as women bestow life with. There's but one way to attain healing, wholeness. That is the way of the spiritual man mystically called Jesus Christ, Yeshua. 
Luke, the illumined healing intelligence in us. The illumined healing intelligence in us, already innately in there, is ever seeking to impress this truth more and more deeply on our consciousness and on the very cells of our body. Okay? That's the metaphysics of Luke. And I mentioned the, the, um, the Philippians. And the metaphysical meaning of Philippi, you know, that was the city of the lover of horses. It was a Macedonian city. The city of Macedonia, Acts 16:12. So metaphysically, Philip symbolizes power. Power. Philippi signifies a power. Again, in the mind, right? In the mind, the mental plane, step three, right? The inspiration, the emotion, and the mental plane. Step three signifies a thought center of power and, and a vigor in consciousness, a vigor in consciousness, a robustness, right? A zeal for consciousness. Philippi was a city in Macedonia where the proconsul or governor of Macedonia lived. It is therefore the center of the executive faculty of that in us is signified by Macedonia. Burning adoration. It is necessary to stir up this fiery power in man when he gets into negative states of consciousness. You have to stir ourselves up or you're going to settle to the bottom. Let me say that again. You've got to stir yourself up. So you don't settle to the bottom. Overstand, okay? It is necessary to stir up this fiery power in man when one gets into negative states of consciousness. The vision of the man is imploring, come over to Macedonia and help us, is the discernment of this inner fervor, which needs stirring up. A certain fiery fervor is necessary, in order to establish faith and persistency in barren, weak states of consciousness, such as those suggested by Galatian Asia. See Acts 16, 6 to 10. Another metaphysical interpretation of Philippia and Macedonia is given as follows. Philippi was the chief city in Macedonia. Macedonia represents the business mind, and Philippi means getting gain. Which is the chief motive of business? Just media is also a business. It is very natural that in this place, state of consciousness, that there is no man like-minded who will care truly for your state. But thy always seek their own, not the things of Jesus Christ. And so Timothy was sent to the assembly of the believers at Philippi. The thoughts were in love of gain is utmost needed. Timothy inspired Reason united with faith. Reason, again, mind, power, strength. Reason united with faith to instruct them concerning spiritual substance and life, the true, the true riches and their uses. Okay? Inspired reason united with faith to instruct them concerning spiritual substance and life, the true riches and their uses. And then um, in Isaiah, 
I mentioned Isaiah in the praise up section. The metaphysical meaning of Isaiah is um, Isaiah means Jehovah is salvation, help of Jah, Jehovah's succors, deliverance of Jehovah, welfare of Jah, prosperity of Jehovah. Son of Amos, he was a prophet during the reign of Hezekiah, king of Judah. The metaphysical meaning of Isaiah is the higher self. I was so touched when I read this before, you know, when I was preparing. You see how it just works together in the name of the Most High? The higher self, that's the whole, you know, consciousness. Jehovah is salvation. Discerns the reality. We have to be the discerner of the reality, the real character of spiritual man, and fearlessly proclaims it. Spiritual understanding, but fearlessly proclaims it is the part right there. After the dominating physical strength has lost its hold on the organism, right? King Uzzah died. The higher self, Isaiah, Jehovah's salvation, the higher self begins the purification of the body. Isaiah also signifies understanding of the truth, that deliverance. You see, effort and the path will be laid out for you. That deliverance, abundant supply, spirituality, and all other forms of good come to man through Jehovah the Christ, his high self, his higher self, or the spiritual I am. So all the blessings are going to come to you once you open up your gift and you release it and show everybody what it is. It begins with the purification of the body. An understanding of the truth that deliverance, abundant supply, spirituality, and all other forms of good come to man through Jehovah the Christ, his higher self, or spiritual I am. And the metaphysical meaning of Matthew, right? So Matthew is gift of Jehovah, gratuity of Jah. Given wholly unto Jehovah, a tax collector who became one of the disciples of Jesus and writer of the Gospel of Matthew. He is called Levi, the son of Alphaeus, in Mark 2.14. Now, the metaphysical meaning of Matthew is the disciple of Jesus who represents the will, the will, the will, the will faculty in man. Will you do it? Will you open your gift and consciously stream it and get paid? (laughs) Will you be a part of it? Because automation is coming. Anything that is like any kind of menial job, we have to, you know, it's going to be coded. Not in 20 years, like next year. And they have, cars have optional solar panel roofs now. This is real. In the 2017 Prius Prime. It's time to release your gift and let it shine. Let the Most High shine through you. So Matthew is is the disciple of Jesus Christ who represents the will faculty in man. In the body, this faculty is located in the forehead. In the forehead. Open up the third eye. Penile gland, decalcify it, stop using Crest and Colgate. <laughs> right? 
Because there's natural fluoride that comes from the ocean that's good for you. And then they have the manufactured fluoride that they put in these other toothpaste. And that has literally been proven to calcify your, look it up, calcify your penile gland. Okay. So in regeneration, man controls, directs, teaches, and disciplines the faculties of his mind. You see? And regeneration, becoming anew, renewing yourself. Remember I talked about the levels of, of the initiate in the mystery schools? You have to have a rebirth, regeneration. And in the, in the regeneration, man controls, directs, teaches, and disciplines the faculties of his mind. To do this, he must, in, the, in a measure, withdraw. Okay? To do this, he must, in a measure, withdraw from the mercenary occupations and the material ambitions that have absorbed his time and attention. Levi, afterward called Matthew, willingly gave up his money getting and followed Jesus. The disciples of Jesus left all and followed him, giving wholly unto Jehovah. Peter was afraid that they had made a mistake, and he received this assurance from Jesus. Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel's sake, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands. This is a promise that is always fulfilled where there is a wholehearted surrender of the old life. This is a promise that is always fulfilled where there is a wholehearted surrender of the old life and a full absorption into the new. That's right! No one ever hears a devoted Christian worker expressing disappointment or regret over anything that has forsaken the worldly life. On the contrary, there is a rejoicing in each human link. The ones that have to be let go because it's toxic and it's draining you and it's distracting and it's not supporting, it's not nourishing, it's not helping, it's not stimulating, it's not loving. Things have to be severed. It's just, it's just what it is. Seasons and reasons, lessons and blessings and tessons as they say. <laughs> okay, Reverend Ike, okay? Lessons, blessings, and tessons. Okay? Because of the new relation in Christ is deeper and stronger than human relation, and because love is increased and real possessions are multiplied. You see? And because love is increased, when you stream your consciousness, and real possessions are multiplied. They will always enter man's decisions. They will make the final choice to give up all and follow Jesus. This lesson on the surrendering of the old ideas and conditions, that the greater increase of good may come into one's life, is based on Matthew because Matthew represents the will. The will has to be given over to the thought of the accumulation by imposition on external sources, the tax gatherer, right? In the regeneration, the will is converted 
and is taught by prayer and meditation how to stabilize the universal substance. Under the spiritual law, the will becomes a producer. Overstand, the will becomes the producer instead of a parasite. When the individual will has become a disciple of the Christ, the spiritual I am, then the schooling of man begins. Renew, rebirth, let go of the old, embrace the new. It's here. Camouflage solar roof panel, it's here. (laughs) Okay? We have to move forward with knowledge and understanding and, you know, praise, praise the most high for the map. For the map. And um, last but not least, cool meaning of Corinthians, right? People, people who lived in Corinthians. The metaphysical meaning of Corinthians is the thoughts that comprise the love center in consciousness. And where does the most high reside? In love. Joyful, happy, love, ecstasy, love of your uniqueness. The thoughts that comprise the love center in consciousness. Your gift is based in love and made in love. So you have to express it in love. You can't hold it. Don't be shy with it. This conscious media thing is real. I mean, you know, this conscious media festival I'm going to is in Austin, Texas. It's it's going to be live streamed part of it on Facebook. You can check out their Facebook page, um, Conscious Media Festival. It's from March 3rd to the 5th. It's going to be great. It's going to be a series of 12 workshops talking about and vendors and, you know, um, learning different ways and how to use the platforms, like I said earlier. And Gaia TV is now a, um, a sponsor and they're looking for content. Evolve TV is also um, a sponsor and Synergy TV as well as other um, multimedia and um, podcasting and streaming pat- um, platforms are going to be represented and um, as well as lawyers, <laughs> which I think is wonderful. I like that touch, you know, because I like to know the business. I'm the one, you know, I, that's why I have reading glasses. I have to read the fine print, what's really happening, right? So, you know, but this is all manifesting because of love that I've allowed to express within myself and my family, with my son doing his YouTube channel, me walking on faith and doing the show, you know, it's just, um, and then me looking for other like-minded individuals, I came across this and, you know, it's really, um, and it's, a, you know, a chance to get away with my husband and just enjoy life. And it's like 80 degrees in Texas right now, which is wonderful. I can get out of this um, East Coast weather and um, enjoy ourselves and learn something new. It's always wonderful to learn, you know, and to um, be around other people that like to learn, you know. People can be compadres. You don't have to always be really good friends. I mean, friendships take time, as I tell my sons. It takes time to show if they're a true friend or not, you know. 
and stuff. So everything takes time. But it's good to have people for different categories of your experience and your expression so that you can really enjoy that and develop that aspect of yourself because we're all multifaceted diamonds, right? Pressure makes diamonds, you know? You have to pressure yourself. You have to stir yourself up so you don't settle to the bottom. That's right. And it's all based in love. Love for yourself, love for the most high. Because the most high is dwelling in you, waiting to come out. So when I'm there, I hopefully will be able to get some interviews, you know, and share them. And I'm going to have a lot of information as far as the business, the, 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 whole, the whole business aspect of um, conscious media streaming, podcasting, and, you know, just getting conscious content and creative content out there and how um, it can be utilized, you know. So I I um, pray that you're able to join in next week and um, when I do part two of conscious media, the who, the, the who, why, where, when, and how of it all, you know. Um, right now we're going to take um, a music moment and we're going to listen to Kaya Victoria Hollow. So it's taking me some time to realize who I am and where I'm coming from And I'm seeing everything and everyone around me just fall apart for different reasons And it's scaring me, it's scaring me And I'm just trying to be the best I can And when I'm falling down I get up again, I get up again
Taking. So in doing what I love, I get to keep it all. Perceptions leave much room to be mistaken. So in doing what I say, my word is covenant. I expect nothing but the best from myself, not myself nor me. Putting personality under subordination of the master key, which is the most I in I and I. Priority one is to focus on the most high in the meditation. Develop the routine, keep the room clean, balance the physical and spiritual accommodation. The daily from the written word, learn from the example, then put it into practical use within your temple. The real work is to know, the truth is to see, the real life is to grow. Because your only limitation is your imagination. Trust inside the flesh requiring emancipation from the source of the vexation, which is the enemy. Anyhow, you let the mind control corrupt your state of meditation. You compromise your soul, focus of the goal, and move further from the free. Anyhow, you let the mind control corrupt your state of meditation, your compromise. 
Support for this podcast comes from The Fresh Market, celebrating 35 years of fresh foods with in-store samplings and events throughout the month of April. Details at thefreshmarket.com.